Hi everyone and welcome to Wolves Fancast. Matt Guy here with the unenvious task of guiding you through the shit show that was tonight's game. Uh, to help us wade through the game itself, we're joined by Andy. I feel like I need to preface that anything I say is going to be said in the heat of battle at the moment. <laughs> I might feel a little bit differently tomorrow morning, but yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're joined by Adam. I have got my waders thoroughly strapped in. On. <laughs> in and on. And uh, we're joined by Jordan. Hi, everyone. I'm going to uh, try not to swear too much because my mum might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of those. So, uh, as we are all aware, we're just about 20 minutes out of the 4-0 thumping to West Ham in a game where I think it's reasonable to suggest that beforehand we wouldn't have dreamt of this scoreline. Um, going into the game and going into the lineup, any immediate thoughts that sprung to mind when you saw the lineup at the start of the game? Adam, I'll start with you. Not all really. Um, I mean, I, I didn't know that um, there was any rumours around Pedence being doubtful. Um, so that was that was an initial surprise. But then, like within the matter of seconds, really, that was that was pretty much explained away as that that Pedence was picked up a knock. So fair enough. No no story there. Other than that, absolutely fine. Obviously, we all I think pretty much all expected Samedo to start. Um, and what with uh, Marcel joining um, Johnny on the injury list. Obviously, Vinagre's got a free shot now at the left wing back role. So, yeah, I'd, no issues, no issues with the team at all when it come out. Um, I was really, I was happy with it. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to Vinagre, I fear, in in more depth a little later on. Really, Jordan, any anything from you in terms of the squad selection? Is there anything else that we could have done? or Nuno could have done or was it did the squad pretty much pick itself with the injuries that we've already got I wasn't too I wasn't too concerned with the starting lineup. Um like Adam mentioned Pedence for me has been our best player since lockdown um, so you know obviously not having him around is a bit gutting um, but that 11 on the pitch there you you know arguably you know I, I think playing 3-4-3 three, three, sort of how I said on the pod last week, um, I'd like to see Dendonkran there with Matinho or Neves. Um, just gives you a bit more legs and a bit more energy in there. But it wasn't too disgruntled about the team. I mean, on paper, you'd say that team's strong enough to beat West Ham. I mean, we've beaten four times on the on the spin with pretty much the same team. So mm. you can't really moan about the starting eleven. It's just uh, what's happened after that, I guess, which we'll get on to in a bit. Mm, absolutely. Um, Andy, I want you to take the first stab the first gutting wound about this game. <laughs> when it comes to um, the first half then, what were your initial thoughts in the first kind of 10, 15 minutes? For me, it was felt very lethargic. It felt very lacking creativity. And, and, and both teams, to be fair, really struggled to find any kind of rhythm. How did you see the game kind of starting out? Yeah, exactly that. Neither team took the game by the scruff of the neck. I did think as we were sort of moving on in time, we were slightly getting the upper hand. We were moving the ball a little bit more effectively. Neto looked quite bright. But I did wonder, where are the goals going to come from? Other than Raul, who seemed very, very isolated. You look around the rest of that team and there isn't really a goal scorer amongst them. 
So I, I was thinking we are going to be very reliant on Jimenez to pull something out of the bag. And as he seems very much on his own, I do wonder whether or not uh, we're going to get anything. But that was just very early doors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was it was said pretty much on the commentary as well that the the goal was against the run of play. Really, Ad, was it a sucker punch or did we deserve the the opening goal where? Once again, our defences fell asleep and and not been you know not been as reactive as they should have been. Uh, well, I mean, where just what a, what a shit show as as we've said from the start, absolutely just gash really. Um, as the game, it, it was as I think they said on commentary, it was a very unsettled start from both teams. And after about fifteen minutes, I got just a bit concerned about how it was going because um, we were offering nothing at all. Then that moment with, with the first goal, um, I think just okay, we've just gone to sleep. I, I'm, I'm not going to get drawn into like whether the ball was moving like by an, no. an inch at all because that's, that's, like, that's a moot point. Um, we've got, the foul was, was given. We've just completely fell to sleep. And then when you've got a left footer on the right wing, you should, you, you, you should really know what they're going to do or you know position yourself accordingly that he's going to try and whip it in using the left foot but it was just disappointing just really disappointing that the fact that we've that we've we started badly we were not getting any better and then we've just been, we've been out thought essentially from a free kick um well a quickly taken free kick um and evidently it's just just got worse there it's just that there was just no i'm just trying to wrap my brains for any redeeming features for, for for that for the first half and for the game as a whole and to be honest I, just, I can't I can't think of anything I'm, I'm drawing a blank I've got nothing well yeah I mean I think we need to cleanse the palace of the ship first before we can look at any positives so I mean it was a street it was, it was a sweet strike by Bowen no nothing against him and the goal you know it was a great goal taken um but George I mean Vinagre let's, let's get on to I think we need to he's not he's not being challenged for his position at the minute. And this was a golden opportunity for him to be able to stake a claim for a reason why he deserves to be in the squad, not just by default. And he's got to have been one of the worst players on the pitch, surely. What were your thoughts? I feel sorry for him, if I'm being honest with you. I just think he's, his confidence is absolutely shot. It's absolute pieces. What's happened is um, that severe game in the Europa League, I think arguably he was man of the match, thinking back to it. He, he defended really, really well. He was up against Oscampos for most of the game. And I thought he had a terrific game when a lot of people were doubting how, how he'd come out of that. He probably thought with Johnny getting injured, he's got a run in at the first team. And then all of a sudden, Nuno buys Marcel, who's 31 years old, £2 million. Pounds. Um, you know, we've seen him against Sheffield United and, you know, coming with all that experience. We, You know, I thought he was coming into play left centre-half, to be honest with you. Um, first game of the season, he's put him out of left wing back. Um, your confidence is going to be knocked. And like all night, when he was on the ball, Vinagra, you're so used to him. Whether you, you can tell what you want about him defensively, but you're so used to him when he gets on the ball going forward, usually doing three step overs. He wants to take his man on. Like literally every time he got the ball tonight, he was got the ball, looked inside, and he was trying to pass it, play a five yard safe ball backwards mm, or sideways. Yeah. I saw um, that as well. Like completely, he's just gone. Um, that first goal, though, I mean, we've got 
we were on the attack, um, and obviously they broke on us, and there was a free kick because Bolly's like kicked Antonio about twenty foot in the air and gave him a piggyback. Um, for me, for that first goal, you've got to be looking at size, really. I mean, Jared Bowen, so one-footed. Um, I do rate him as a player. I thought when West Ham signed him, he was a, quite a, an astute signing for, for where they were in the league. You know he's left-footed. You know all he wants to do is come on that left foot and bend it. And size has made it so easy for him. Um, granted, Vinagra's out of position, but the quick free kick. We were on the attack. I can't really blame his positioning for the first goal, in my opinion. I think we've got to be looking at size, really. Um, he obviously gave away the penalty last week for Kate, you know, against De Bruyne, needless challenge. And I think he was at fault. Again, a lot of players were at fault um, this evening, but I thought size was appalling tonight. Really do. And I think that he's not the only one out there tonight. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm lost for words. I just thought it was utterly shit all throughout, 1-11. to 11. I agree with Jordan um the observations with Vinagre because you do, you do you used to see he was so like a positive player he do he just take players on and then yeah recently you can tell that some some's just not there with him he's, as soon as he's meeting his man he's passing it back inside there's no attacking play from him whatsoever there's, there's no attacking outlet from him at all and um, I fully agree with and I've, I've said it before as well that. He probably assumed he'd be first choice this season. He is now for a little bit, as long as Marcel's there, but I fully expect him to go back in when he's back fit again. Um, whether he was looking for a way out as well when, when you know, when we had we all got swept up with the Tellez rumours and Vinagre was going the other way, whether or not he, he's, he had his mind on going as well, I don't know, but that's just a bit of concern at, at the minute with, with, with Vinagre because... He's lived off the potential tag for you know three years with us now, and the reality is he's never really been first choice for Wolves in, in the three years he's been here. There's always been someone else ahead of him, like Barry Douglas or Johnny, uh, now Marcel. So he just he needs he needs a, what he needs is a run of games, it, it, whether it be with us or someone else. But if he's not going to get a run of games with us when Marcel comes back, then he's got to start looking at other other options. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the classic case, isn't it? Of if you're not getting game time, you're not building confidence. But you need to then impress when you do have game time, and and he's not unfortunately doing that. And if he's not giving us that attacking outlet, what does he offer us? Because we know he's not the best defensively. Mm. If he's not offering us anything in attack, then <laughs> what's the point? Um, Andy, I'll come to you about um, the other side of uh, of the defence there. Nelson Samada, obviously. Massive um, coup, in my opinion, the signing and um, something that I still think will bear a lot of fruit for us. But what did you make of his performance today? Didn't really get the opportunity with Traore to show anything electric on that right-hand side. What were your thoughts? I thought he was one of our brighter players. Um, Obviously, from the position he's playing, he's never going to be contributing all of the goals and assists and everything but I think he got himself into some decent positions and made himself a bit of a nuisance uh, he had a couple of really good runs and dribbles into the, the heart of their defense and for you know if maybe other players were a little bit more switched on around him I think if anything was going to come it was going to come from his position to be perfectly honest mm. he, he had a few loose passes and I think he ran out of legs by about the 60 minute mark but Obviously, it's, it's the fact that he's just joined the team. He hasn't had a proper 
probably full week's worth of training or anything with us, so it's hard to be too harsh on his fitness levels. But yeah, he was perfectly fine when everyone else was absolute dog shit. (laughs) Anyone uh, anyone have any other thoughts about Samedo's forgettable debut, if forgettable only for the team's performance? I thought it was okay, um, as okay can be. His problem as well, and I really I'm happy to get a bit of flack for this was as well. I thought he was okay, and he kept getting himself into decent positions and on overlaps and stuff. But then every time you give the ball to Traore, the move just broke down. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just think Traore is he ain't a footballer. I'm sorry, lads. He's just not a footballer. He turns up one in seven. He's got all the attributes to be the best player in the world. He's so strong. He's so quick. If I was as quick as him, any time Neves or anyone got the ball, you just run into a space because no one's going to ever catch you. And all he wants to do is get it to feet. He'll tread on the ball, do like this little step over, and he just keeps fucking losing the ball. It's <laughs> embarrassing. Like, this is a professional footballer. You can run 100 metres in 10 seconds. Fucking use it. It's embarrassing. What a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like this season, sorry, Matt, this season we've seen the worst of Traore. I remember when we signed him, I remember me and Stu being quite worried that we were signing this player who was who was all fart and no shit because he, he had the pace to burn but could do fuck all with it. And that's exactly what we've seen in these four games this season. And don't get me wrong, he was great last season, but what have you done for me lately? Fuck yeah. all. He you needs always... to step up and be the player that we know he can be. He, he was good last season, though, because he was coming off one in every four, one in every three, so everyone remembered those moments. Yeah. This see like you know, I can't remember the last good game he had. He had he had a, a ninety second spell against Seville when he ran from one half the pitch to the other. Why don't you do that every fucking time if you've got that in your locker? Literally. You're that quick and that strong, knock the ball and run. And literally what he does, he gets on the ball, tries to step over, falls over, falls on his arse, holds his shoulder, and then he's like, Oh, I've been fouled again, I've lost the ball. It's shit. It's utterly well, shit, it's not acceptable. I thought it was that man of the match. not not really not really I mean uh, Samedo point of view I I agree with the guys he's solid enough he had some nice touches he's decent on the ball Um, I'm assuming there's a lack of match fitness as to why he come off you know after what 65-70 minutes Hoover looked alright when he when he come on he's good at good at picking up Ah. (laughs) but um, I I thought he sucked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought they were, but they're both decent. They're both decent enough. Triore, um I'm probably not. I'm probably not at the level that you two guys are <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did think it was poor tonight, to be honest. And, and, and when it comes to end products, you know, I thought he had some positive, positive spells where he actually took the ball forwards you know, and took players on, but. You can't argue that there was there was no end product from him tonight because uh, you know, well there was there wasn't really at, at, at all from him and you know in, in the team you know he, he was like bunched in with like everyone else really he, he did did nothing at all to, to stand out and I, I agree probably only one with any merit with this evening was was Samedo and in the grand scheme of things that that's not saying too much is it? I think when it comes to Traore. What's frustrating is, you know, the definition of madness is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And that's what it is with Troy a lot of the time now. He's just run down that right hand side, 
run straight to the byline and and put a cross in. Whereas, you know, you would like to see him do it exactly as you say, run into space, cause himself a nuisance. Um, and it's just it's just not happening. What I will say though is, you know, teams know how to play against him now, and it's always going to be a struggle until he changes his game and stops playing the same way as he has been for the last couple of seasons. He's not going to get a lot of joy. And that's just that's just the way it is, sadly. But that's that's Nuno's problem now is to find the the best out of or, or how we get the best out of Troyore in those positions because we know that when he is on form, he is you know a, a, an absolutely massive asset for us to have. Um, while we're still critiquing the performance um, of the team, what do you do with a problem like Sace really or our centre back pairings because uh, or trio I should say because. You're right. The last couple of games, he's been he's been he's been really off. But what do we do? You know, who do we move around? Who can go in that position for us um, as a stopgap until we have more options from an injury point of view? Um, Andy, what do you think? What do you reckon? I think they need to get on the blower to Uncle George and say, "Who have you got?" We've known for a while that that the centre back pairing. As it's been a position that Nuno's wanted to improve. Every season we seem to have been linked with some big name players. None of them have ever come off, and he's just sort of stuck with what we've got, even though what we've got hasn't been brilliant. It's been enough to get us through. But we are looking at the moment like a team playing with two midfielders at centre half. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about time that we actually went out and spent some money on getting a decent defender in. I think that's the only way you're going to solve it because. I mean, Max Kilman, maybe in three or four years' time. He will need some game time to, to get there. I do I do appreciate that. But I don't think he's the answer yet. And who else do we have? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that, realistically, I mean, there's no one. We haven't improved on that position in three years. And, and what we've done is we've thrown, we've thrown shit at the wall to see if it's sticking. We've landed with a midfielder um, that, up until this point, has done an, an adequate to good job. But it can't continue like that, and to you know to be at the levels where we want to be, um, that's just not good enough. Unfortunately, you don't find a gem, and you'll argue, you'll argue this point anyway. But you don't find a Connor Cody out of getting a midfielder to centre back every season, mm. and obviously Connor Cody isn't without criticism for this game either. I think from an emergency point of view, as you said, you could try, you could put Bolly back over to the left, and you could bring Dendonka in right side of centre-half as an emergency. But, I fully expected but, you to say, get Ryan Bennett back in there. But, <laughs> well, I wouldn't be I was, averse to that, to be perfectly honest. I, 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 would, I probably would have said that. I probably would have uh, been roundly heckled if I'd have uh, said to get Brexit, Brexit Bennett back in, defending our borders. But um, I don't think Kilman's the answer either because um, he would have played by now. He's about 23, isn't he? And he's not... He's not even playing the League Cup games. He doesn't even get a chance there at all. So I just think he's just a squad number at the minute. And he's he, he's another one. So again, he's even in a worse position than Vinagre. And he's not someone else that needs to leave to get games for his, to further his own career. Yep. But I, I agree with what you've said. That, you know, that, that back three for the last few seasons has been ultimately the same. And... It, it wasn't, you know, by and large, for the majority of the time, it hasn't been holding us back too much, really. They've, by and large, done a good job as much as a back three with two natural midfielders can be. Um, 
booked. I mean, you could say in Sace's defence, he plays in that position for for his country. Fine. But um, for us, going on recent form, Sace has been a bit of a worry and a bit reckless at times. And if Nuno and, and the border are as ruthless as they say they are, you would think that that's a position where they're looking to, to have a quote-unquote refresh. And just one other thing as well, when we're talking about the defence, Willie Bolly's not without fault on tonight's mm, performance. No, no. He was all over the shop. So yeah, is there a case... Help, to... No, no, you're right. For a while. Um, and even if you say put Bolly over to the left, it's like he's not exactly been the Willie Bolly that we've come you know, that we've been so come to, you know, used to being so dominating. I mean, you got the runaround tonight by Antonio, and this is like, don't get me wrong, he's got the attributes to be a bit dangerous, but come on, like, he shouldn't be beating Willy Bolly for strength and power and all that sort of stuff. It was it was shocking. And with Connor Cody, it's just the it's just the it's the same as what it always is. Big, strong, physical striker, out muscles and out out battles central midfielder. Mm. That that's the truth of it. Mm. Like Cody, I'm not, you know, I love Cody, but any time he comes up against a big player, he, he comes off second best. Giroud, last game of the season, Abraham, Mitrovic, I could go on. Any time he's a big man, he struggles. And that again, that's not his fault. But what Cody needs to do, or what in Cody's role in the back three, is the right hand the right centre half, the left centre half should be doing all the defending for him, and he should just be sweeping up, playing the ball out, and that's that's his role. When he's getting pinned, and the defenders at either side of him aren't helping him, that's when you're going to see his limitations. And unfortunately, Antonio giving the run around tonight, and again, he wasn't the only one, but yeah, all three of them were up for up for it for me tonight. It's saying shit, doesn't it? When you say Antonio, give us the run around, Mikel Antonio, yeah, yeah. give us the run around. Well, it sounds. Yeah. Fucking dreadful. I'll tell you what sounds even more <laughs> dreadful. West Ham 4, Wolves 0. I've got no words. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, 2020 is the year. I mean, the game that... The, the point in the game for me that just sums up how shit this game was is the fact that Raul Jimenez scores an own goal. I mean, I mean like, <laughs> for a striker to score an own goal, we know it's some kind of nefarious levels of shit isn't it I mean it's not fantastic I mean you've got, even... to, you've got, you've got to say easily this has got to be like the worst worst performance under Nuno I can't th- I, I'm trying, trying to think of any others where we've been I mean yeah we've been outplayed by like Chelsea outplayed us twice last year but this is fucking West Ham mm. <laughs> and they've literally handed their arse to us on the plate yeah there's no disgrace losing to Chelsea I know they're yeah. not the, the team they were a few years ago but they're still a good team West Ham aren't. They're still going to lose and probably get relegated this season. And we've just lost four fucking nil to them. With <laughs> Sebastian Heller scoring. Like, he's absolute fucking dreadful player. And he scores the easiest goal he's ever going to score. And didn't know what to do when he scored, did he? No. He's <laughs> obviously a foreign aspect to his game, scoring a goal. Absolutely. One thing I do want to point out, and I'm not trying to make the the pill any easier to swallow I don't think you can put a lot of fault to Jimenez didn't receive a lot of service at all he, he did the old Harry Kane in the World Cup really where he had to get deeper and deeper and deeper to try and get any any hold of the ball to be honest um, Neto showed some bright sparks in the game yeah. was the only real attacking outlet that looked like he had some actual 
potency to him. Um, Rui, I mean, he, he's just not helped by his defenders at all there. He made some saves that actually stopped it being a proper shellacking. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I just say, can I interrupt with my problem with this is as well? So what, obviously, Nuno signed his three-year deal and he's come out and said, we, we're going to be a front-foot team, we're going to be aggressive, we're going to dominate the ball, we're going to dominate possession, we're going to be on the front foot. Have you seen anything in these three games other than the first six minutes against Sheffield United that suggests we're going to be doing that this season? Because, honestly, like, Man City's... Look, I'll get it, Man City. I'm not expecting us to go and play them off the park. I mean, Leicester scored five past them and had about 30% possession earlier. But you can play in pockets against Man City. But tonight, like, we haven't tried to dominate the ball there tonight at all. Not from minute one. And, like, the problem is, you know, if we're dominating, we should be 20, 30 yards further up the pitch which may have been part of the problem why Antonio kept turning us and kept spinning us. But there's no one in that midfield who can join Jimenez. So isolated. It's yeah. shocking. Mm-hmm. And Matinho, um, this, he, his legs are going. So the problem is now he, he can't burst the box. If you're playing a system where you're dominating the game or want to dominate the possession, we need we need midfielders breaking the box. Mm. Need I say, like... Dave Edwards, and I'm not saying Dave Edwards, I'm just saying, look, that's sort of <laughs> arriving late in the box, getting you, getting in the end and stuff. Sue check for West Ham was doing it all yeah. night long. Let's be like, you know, this isn't me saying, oh, this isn't like, oh, we need a world beater. Sue check's getting in the box for West Ham, causing havoc. We mm. haven't got the ability with that, in, mm. with it, with the players we've got in the current squad. So if we want to play this, if we want to play this expansive, dominating, all attacking, aggressive style of football, which Nuno's telling us he needs to do, then we need to change up the core of that team. You can't just go from a counter-attacking team to we're going to dominate the ball. It's like McCarthy, it's like McCarthy the McCarthy team, to Solbakken. We had 4-4-2, kick it, lump it, route one. And Solbakken come in and said, let's play tiki-taki football. And it went flat on his arse. We can't, that transition's too big with the current squad we've got. You've either got to freshen up the squad or you've got to freshen up the tactics, whether that's moving from a three at the back if you want to dominate games, you need to dominate the midfield. And with Matinho and Neves, they're great on the ball, but there's no legs in there to dominate a midfield. So one pace, aren't they, in midfield, having yeah. those two That's the problem. In the, in the, in the middle. And having Matinho, um, we, we all know, like, you know, we can't... I was surprised last season we got as many games out of him that we did, given his age. And we played, like, 59 games last year. And he started, like... Well, he played in a vast majority of them. But going forward now... He, Surely you can't be expected. I know. I know he's brilliant on the. I know we all know how brilliant he is. We, we can't. We're not going to question that completely. But he's not the future of the club, and we know that we should be looking for someone to take over from him. Whether that's Vitinha or not, we don't, just don't know that yet. But having those, having like Neves, Vitinha in the middle, the midfield two, I, I'm not sure that 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 doesn't work. If you want to keep playing Vitinha, you're going to have to like have an extra body midfield and he he materials one that drops deep to start the attacks off and then you can allow Neves to go further forward or you know whatever you want to do I just don't think now that having Matinho and Neves as a two in midfield will is going to work for us I agree um I, I know I don't think we're at the point yet where we need to take Matinho to the back of the Mr. Tikavan and put a bullet in and put, uh, put a bullet <laughs> in him or anything but it's 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 definitely to the point where we need to start thinking of the, the alternative long-term solution. Andy, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Jordan kind of stole my thunder because I was about to jump in and say, what the fuck's going on with this refresh? 
because we keep hearing about, oh, we're refreshing the squad, we're refreshing the way that we're going to be playing football. Ten of the 11 players who started tonight played most of the games last season. And I'd say nine of them probably played most of the games the season before. There's no real refresh, to be perfectly honest. He's got a couple of players in the squad who we don't really know anything about at this stage. It's far too early to say. But if he's going to be looking at changing things completely, he's going to need to put them in there and just go for it. Instead, he's just sort of doing a little bit of both, which means he's doing a lot of neither. And it just mm. doesn't work. So, it beggars belief. And I think, when when I think about how Wolves were doing well last season, our problem wasn't the front line. It wasn't our front three where the issues lay. It was the midfield. That was where we either won or lost the games for me. So, I think that's where he needed to spend the most time on refreshing was the midfield pairing or trio. And I think he probably needs to do a trio if he's going to be playing um, Matinho because Matinho, as Jordan said, his legs are on the way. He's not in a position where he should be playing week in, week out, 90 minutes. And if he is, you're going to need Den Donker on there to do the donkey work and do all of the running for him. So this refresh, yeah, the Den Donkey work. Which brings me to another point, where the fuck was Dendonka? He should have been on starting on that. He's one of the few goal threats we've got aside from Jimenez. Mm, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree completely. You know, when you think of Dendonka, you think of legs, you think of someone that's going to give us that um, buster gut for the whole of the game um, that we just didn't get. We didn't get from today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that leads us nicely, though, uh, into the break, which after the break, we're going to talk kind of the transfers, that maybe we need to still make towards the end of the transfer window. Uh, we're going to talk Fulham and we're going to do a little Twitter corner and quiz to kind of give us that warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside that we might need. So we'll see you after the break. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, of course, a bit of wrestling, um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Now, they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, WolvesFancast.com, please go check it out. But they're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. There's basically nothing they can't do marketing-wise, so make sure you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com and I'll let you get back to enjoying the show. Right then, guys, welcome back. Looking ahead then to the transfer window and what's left of it. Uh, I believe it's October the 5th for the general um, transfer window deadline with an extended transfer period of October the 16th for domestic transfers within the Premier League and the EFL. Um, We already mentioned that a centre-back is something that we potentially need to be looking at. And bear in mind what we've already spent and the kind of money that we're already looking like we're comfortable in spending. I just wanted to run a few players by you what other clubs have signed already, the kind of money. These, I mean, these, this isn't in a centre-back position in at all, but, you know, Ollie Watkins, 33 million, uh, Ziyech to Chelsea, 33 million, Van der Beek to United, 39 million, Nathan Ake to City, 41 million. You know, 
we're looking in excess now of 25, 30 million pounds as a standard benchmark for a player of any significant quality now. Is that something that the team or the board, I should say, will do and will put their hands in their pockets again? don't think we can accuse the board of not putting their hands in their pockets, but is that something that we'll do again before the end of the transfer window, do you think, George? Um, I think probably not before tonight. Now, I think they probably will. Um, because I think what, the you know, sort of Nuno's last press conference said, look, we, we're not completely done, but we, we're smart and we want to wait for the right deal. Um they can't wait for the right deal now. It's shown that we've still got this. This team's nowhere near good. Like it's not, it's not finished to like to move into this progressive style of dominating the ball, which we still haven't seen. Not like that team cannot dominate the ball and dominate games. So we're gonna have to get a couple in. And um, sort of what you alluded to earlier, like we've spent, we've got a lot of kids now in the team that we brought and. They've either got to be playing. You've either got to. We don't know how good they are still yet. Like, but you can't spend thirty-five million pound on a player and then just give him drip feeding minutes because you're not going to see the best out of him. Um, I don't know if he's good enough or not. From what I've seen, it, I can't really judge. Like, you know, it, so far I wouldn't say he looks a thirty-five million pound player, but you know. We've seen him in snippets in a game against Stoke where, again, it was on par of the West Ham performance, let's be honest. So, um, it's like Vitinha as well. Like, you know, they've come with all this potential. We need to see it. If they're good enough, they've got to be playing. Um, and we've seen that with Nuno, when he's signed players in the past, we've had people in the squad who have got, inverted commas, potential. Like, I'll bring to, the, I'll bring to you know, Subject A or Exhibit A, Ruben Vinagra, Max Kilman, Morgan Gibbs-White. I know he didn't buy Gibbs White, but these players all have potential. Never trusted them, never starts them, out of choice anyway. So if they're good enough, they've got to play. And if they're if they're not good enough, I'm not. I'm struggling to understand why we've spent thirty five million pound on Fabio Silva, where Jimenez is going to play every minute of every game anyway. So what? What? Yeah. You know what I mean? That money could have been invested elsewhere. Yeah, I, I get completely what you're saying. I think the the, the worry is. Um... Are you doing more damage to the team by, A, bringing in too many new faces? We've seen in, in previous years how doing that really isn't to the benefit of, of a football club by bringing in too many fresh faces that don't fit the system. And let's not forget, there's been practically no pre-season for this team and we're trying to implement a new style when there's been no pre-season. It is going to take some some teething, you know, so there's going to be some teething problems down the line. Do you think... Yeah, Andy, that there's a player out there with such a short amount of time left of the window with what we've already got that will come. I'm not asking you to name that player, but do you, do you feel that bringing a centre-back in is the answer to, to our problems and then things will change? Or is it a wider problem than that? Is it is it more that we've got players that we we can use, but we just haven't utilised them yet? What are your thoughts on that? I, I, the honest answer is I don't know. We haven't seen enough of those players who are coming through to say whether or not they've got any chance of actually making an impact long term. You look at like maybe Sanderson and the likes. And let's be honest, most of the players who are coming through who we told are good, they tend to be defenders. And personally, I, I've said it a few times, I think we need a bit of an all-action midfielder who can break the lines. 
someone like Oxlade Chamberlain, I know it's been mooted quite a few times and it's, it's not happening, but that would be the kind of player I think we need to be looking at. Maybe not an English one, because let's be honest, we don't sign English players because they tend to come with the, the English tax. But there's got to be someone out in the continent who can do that role. Maybe Thomas Lamar. Maybe he can do it. I, I don't know. There's got to be someone out there who can come in and improve this team. And, and let's, don't, let's not forget, we've only actually... No, we haven't even spent a penny yet. We are 500 grand in credit at the moment, yeah. thanks to all the transfer wheelings and dealings we've done. So we haven't actually spent anything. Where's the Jarvis money going? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Andy, any, any, um, sorry, Adam, any final points on kind of transfers and, and what we need to do business-wise before the end of the window? Um, I'm, pretty, I'm not sure if like uh, Fosen will suddenly sanction a massive shopping spree on, on the, off the back of one game, perhaps. I don't know if, if they're a bit you know, longer looking than that, but they should already know what, what we need, even probably before tonight's game. I would hope. I would hope. I'd like to think so. Surely Nuno has has told them, you know, the, the back line needs needs a fresh face in there anyway. Someone of quality. I'm not talking about signing a Fabio Silva equivalent for defence, like a high value, 18 year old that's quote unquote potential again that we're going to keep on the bench for the first two years of his Wolves career. We need someone to come in now and. Because if if much of the season goes the same way as tonight, and I don't want to get too much of a knee-jerk reaction on it, if we do struggle this season, then that that will you know there's further ramifications for that as regarding whether what plays stays or goes after the end of the season. So we need to get it right. We just need to get this window right and get a couple more in that we know will improve the team straight away. Because getting you know minimum top six is, is, is what everyone's looking at. You know, I know I know some of us are looking higher than that, but you know, minimum top six is what we're after because we've got just the league to concentrate on. So they've got to make sure they get this window right and they've got to make sure we bring in quality for, for now, not a project, not like a, a youthful project for the next two, three years. The, the only problem with that is... Oh, sorry, Andy. I was just going to say, the only problem with that is you've got the traditional top six and then you've got <coughs> Everton who have won three out of three. And you've got Leicester who's just scored five against Man City. Mm. It's going to be so hard to break the top six, let alone top four this Leicester year. Will do, Leicester will do it. <laughs> Leicester in the Premier League derby. They'll 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 fall off towards the end of the season. I've no doubt of that. And I don't think Everton will keep it up. I mean, don't use this soundbite in, in nine months' time, by all mm. means. But I'd, I I think you should, you, you, the top six is there to be broken into still. But um, isn't it it's funny what, that... Isn't it funny that, sorry, uh, isn't it funny that about a week ago or, or maybe even 12 hours ago, we were talking about how great this window's been so far and, and uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic, the ambition, and, and we, we, we're a few hours later and all of a sudden we need to make wholesale changes, but I guess that's football, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's what, yeah, it's what you say. I mean, games change opinions, don't they? But, and I said right at the age, I, I, don't, I don't want one game to, you know, ch- you know dramatically change everyone's you know, you know, outlook on it, but... It naturally does, you know, make you question a few things. But as with, with regards to the teams, you know, the season is season is young. Like you know, we it's only like I say, only three games in. So you, you, we know further forward really on guessing who's going to end up where. But you just got to think with well, that's our aim in mind: top six and 
like I say, you just, you just, you, you hope now that that we just get in the right quality and we, and we don't hold our, hold ourselves back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's look ahead to Fulham. Um, obviously, again that on paper, and I know uh, who was it that said it? Mourinho football is not played on paper, but on paper is a game that we should be expecting or hoping to get three points from. From a lineup point of view, I'm guessing we, from the conversations we've had, we're dropping one of Neves or Matinho for Dendonka for that extra set of legs. What do we think? I think he'll go 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree I think, Pident- I think Pident is going to come in and float behind Fabio Silva and Jimenez, is what I think can happen. And I think Dendonka will come in for probably Matinho. Um, and then... I don't know whether he he will change that back four, or sorry, that back that back three. Because I think the only person you can bring in is Kiana Hover. I'd I'd say from from the signs he's got to come and play right centre half. At least that'll give us a bit more pace if we're playing a higher line. Um, and then you switch Bolly across. But I I think he'll play three five two. If I'm honest with you, and. Look, Pedence, if it, hopefully he's fit enough to play, and it's a shame on Neto because um, I do think he was all right tonight. And he, you know, but I've said before, I think Nuno wants to play three-five-two, and Pedence is just so fluid and so creative that actually having two focal points up front as well and allowing him just to float between, it should give a lot more space then for Semedo and. Vanagra potentially, if he, if he's still in there, to actually bomb up the pitch, and it might actually help Vanagra to say, "Look, you just bomb up the left wing. Don't forget, forget about defending. Just hog that touch line and get up and down." And um, I would, I would expect him to go three five two. That's what he's generally done against some of the weaker teams. He's, he's gone with the three in the middle to try and win the midfield battle, overwhelm them, and then you get straight up to their defence. So I think if he does do that and then goes with Jimenez and Silva up top. I can imagine we should get some joy out of the likes of Tim Ream. He's, he's never been the most mobile of players. <laughs> so, you know, get the ball down and move it quick. I think there's a chance that, you know, you can really make, uh, really cause some damage at their back line. It makes sense. And if Pedenzi's fit, he's the man to do the job in that, uh, that that deeper role. If he's not, then I'd have no problem at all with Neto doing it. Personally, I'd keep Traore on the bench because, well... As we said in the first half of the show, we ain't really been up to snuff this uh, this season so far. I wouldn't be massively averse to, if he does put um, Dendonka into defence, wouldn't be massively averse to that if you put him in at the right centre-back and moved uh, Bolly across. I would prefer to see who had just... I mean, what's the point in signing him and not playing him? So, yeah, I, I agree with George for pretty much all of what he said, really. Adam, are you going to uh, are you going to mix things up a little? Are you going to go f- uh, football manager on us and make some wholesale tactical changes? I think it's funny because we, we talk the guys talk then about what what we should do, and we all know that Nuno will keep it exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to change a damn thing. He's he's going to keep it exactly. We'll have Neves and Matinho lining up against Fulham in the in the middle of the park. You watch. Uh, yeah, if it was me, football manager, my sliders would be all the way to all-out attack and mm-hmm. I'd have four across the top. Um, I would... I would, yeah, I, I, obviously Pedence, if he's fit, has got to come, got to come back and he has to. 
not just because he's my boy, he's just he's our best player at the moment. You know, he's, he's just he's our best creative outlet as well. Um, but I would definitely bring Dendonka in, and I would also drop Matinho. Um because I want I, well, I also I, I want to see more at Neves as well because I'm um I know we, last season we said he had there were some bright sparks from him and, and there's some good games from him but I wanted to put a string of good performances together really, um you know there was talk about you know all the big clubs in the world wanting to pay mega bucks for him but I don't really say, we haven't saw the evidence from him for a, for a while now, um but other than that you know I just I would. I I just make those changes really. I mean, there's not not lot you can do with the back line unless, as you say, Dendonk is going in there. But then that then you'd have to keep Matinho and Neves in then. So uh, yeah, I'd have Dendonk in the midfield, and then obviously Pedence come back in. Yeah, nothing nothing outrageous from anybody there really in terms of the all sensible suggestions for what we should be do what we should do whether that materialises into anything is is uh, yet to be seen, but. You know, you can't have abject performances like that and, and expect... You can't expect the same thing against Fulham, can you? I mean, wake me up from this nightmare if that's the case. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's Fulham and we all think they're, they're dog shit, then just play Jimenez and Fabio Silva at front. Give give Fabio Silva a full game, at, well, as Andy says, mm, against Tim Ream. Fucking destroy him. I absolutely think we should, but... Dare I ask for some predictions from you all, so we can laugh at uh, laugh at you later on for how bad uh, how badly you got it, uh, Andy? I'll go with you first. Um, four nil Wolves. <laughs> oh, what's in that coffee? Silver. If if he goes with what I've suggested, we're gonna fucking win the league. It's that simple. Oh, he just needs to listen. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, George. One nil Fulham. <laughs> It's happened already. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like that Wigan at home game under Lambert, and it was freezing, pissing. It was just the worst game football ever seen in the score in the ninety fourth minute off a corner. I can just see. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. We're gonna huff and we're gonna puff. Chore is gonna come on and do like a, a triple deke, like on Mighty Ducks, fall over, and they're gonna break on us <laughs> and score. One nil for them. Add, come on, put uh, me out of my misery. I'm gonna. I definitely think we'll pro- we'll probably concede a scummy goal, but um, I'm going to say with two one, two one win. Yeah, that was my prediction. To be fair, we're going to we're going to win two one, but it's not going to be pretty. But it will be um, get us over the line, and then is it Leeds after that? Yeah, You know what? If we defend like we have tonight, Leeds to score ten, cost the hat trick. Yeah, I've down to oh, <laughs> Well, let's. Uh, well, I'd say let's move on to something a little less um, mentally taxing in Twitter corner. But looking at some of the questions, um, this might be. Um, this might. Be, the quicker we get through this, the better, really. Um, right. We'll start off with um, Joe Ashmore. Joe Ashmore four. Is this the worst performance under Nuno? He wants to yes. kick us off. Yes. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Yes. Yes. Gash. Gash. <laughs> mm. Oh, well, yeah, enough said. Uh, Miguel, 2020, was Jota right in leaving as he saw this spanking coming a mile away? Um, Miguel, I'll answer that for you. Jota can do one, as far as I'm concerned. We needed to get rid of him and the money was right, so there you go. Um, 
Wolves band wants to know something off football related. Uh, will we all finish watching all of Netflix and reading all of the internet before the next lockdown? know <laughs> uh, there's always seems to be something else that comes up on Netflix. Like there's always something else. You just go down a rabbit hole, don't you? It's just mental. Yeah. But today I signed up to something called Shudder, which is like a horror-specific Netflix. So that's what I've been doing all day, watching this film called Host, and it is fucking terrifying. Really good. Thoroughly recommend it to any uh, horror aficionados out there. Excellent. Uh, Todd DeWitt, long-time friend of the show, wants to know. This is, uh, this is a great question, actually. If you were arrested without an explanation, what would everyone assume you did? <laughs> I'm just thinking of certain other people on the fan cast, but I would assume they would do something. <laughs> we all know who we're thinking about as well. Yeah, it's the same one. And we know what it's going down for as well. <laughs> Mine would probably be drunk and disorderly, I'd think. Like being caught pissing in a public space or something like that when I'm hammered. Okay, nice. That's, that's what I hope. That's what I hope my friends think of me anyway. I'd like to think my friends were clever, like thought I was clever enough to like try like a big money laundering scam, and I just got caught. That's what I go for. That's what I was going to say for mine. Uh, some, in, some some insider trading, <laughs> some massive share, massive share scam. Either that or intent to supply. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last question we'll go for from Glenn Wilson. I like this. So, Glenn is in Australia for time context. Uh, watching the game. My teething daughter waking through the night kept me from setting an alarm for 4am to watch the match. So he's missed the match because of his teething daughter earlier in the evening. How much money do I owe her for this service and should she be on repeat next week? I, he owes her a pony when she's old enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, when she asks for a pony for her, her birthday, that's the minimum she deserves. He needs, he needs to get her a bloody unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the buffer watching this game. <laughs> I like it. Right then, we'll move on to the quiz then um, to see who will come out on top. We're going to ask, the, I'm going to direct the questions to each of you for this. Um, if you don't get it right, you can jump in and you can try and steal the point. Uh, thanks to Dan, as always, for coming up with the quiz. It is a cracker as well. So, Adam, I'm going to start with you first. Ooh. Five years ago this week, Wolves beat next week's opponents, Fulham, 3-0. But who scored our first goal on that day? Five years ago. So using my D-grade maths, that would be 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Great start I'm, to I'm, answer. I'm, I'm starting all right so far. You're getting a point for your marking out. Um, you're working so, out anyway. Some my workings. <laughs> <laughs> stalling for time, stalling for time, stalling for time. Uh, first goal, I'm going to have an absolute stab in the dark. And say a phobie. Incorrect, unfortunately. Does anyone want to steal? Anyone want to hazard a guess to steal? Really I think Andy knows. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Richard Stearman. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. George, you want to have a guess? There's two other players, if it's not that one, I think it might be. I remember Doherty scoring like a 40 yarder, but I think that was in the Cook game. I'm going to go with. Ooh, Prince on the Aggie. Afraid you're all you're all out. You haven't mentioned any of the scorers in any capacity, unfortunately. Okay. Was it um, <laughs> Michael Jacobs or James Henry? They were the so, other two I'd have gone for. James Henry got 
a goal, but he didn't right, score okay. the first goal. The first goal scored was from uh, Adam Lafondra. Fucking hell. Uh, you know he even scored for us. Ojo scored the second, I think it was, and Henry scored the third. Oh, well, it was the one, it was at, it was at Craven Cottage, wasn't it? I was thinking yeah. at home. Yeah. That was the Craven Cottage one. Okay. Never mind, never mind. So we're, we're, we're all draw a blank for that one. Uh, so, George, your question. Six years ago tomorrow, we drew 3 3 away to Reading. Who scored our second goal? So try try and put a time period on it. Who six years ago? Yeah, it's going to be 2014. Adam, there you go. Took six <laughs> off, brother. <laughs> Showing you uh, good. I will go for Dangerous Dave Edwards. I think I know this one. I'm afraid you're incorrect, George. So uh, anybody want to steal? I'm going to say Lee Evans. Ding, 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 ding. Adam, you got it right, mate. One point to Adam. Very well taken as well. So I know that. I was in the, the gun makers watching that game and uh, the, the, that game where you will enter like the minutes, the last goal will be scored in. And I picked that and Lee Evans scored on mine and I went berserk in the pub because I, I was going to win about 100 and something quid. And then literally a minute later, Reading equalised. <laughs> that was fucking, fucking bollocks. <laughs> me. Andy, um, this is by no means an ageist question, but 19 years ago tomorrow, um, we beat Rotherham <laughs> 3-0 away. Who scored our third goal? Our third goal in 2001 against Rotherham. Um, <laughs> Jesus. You call yourself a pundit. I know, hand. yeah. Julian Lescott. I'm afraid that's not that's not correct. Does anybody else want to jump in? I'll have a guess at Georgian Dharma Lord. Unfortunately not. Adam? Oh, I'm just going to have a complete shot of dark at Carl Robinson. Incorrect. Alex Ray. Oh, <laughs> there we go. But we move on now to Answer Smash. Again, it's going to be directed to each person you can steal. Um, so, Adam? Former Wolves and Fulham player mixed with one of the most annoying, catchy K-pop songs of all time. Mm. Pricey, do you know any K-pop songs? All I'm thinking of is that main one. (laughs) (laughs) I like how covert you were, though. Yeah. Former Wolves and Fulham defender? Uh, Just player. Oh, player, right, okay. Sorry, I was I don't know if I've my head at all. Um I'm gonna have to push Gang, for an answer. Mc, Gangnam McDonald's style, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite. You're along the right lines. Anybody want to try and steal? I ain't got a clue. Uh, uh Kevin McDonald had a farm. <laughs> Not the K-pop song that I remember, but um, that's fine. Uh, the answer was Andy Lona Gangdam style. Oh, a collective mm. ground there. Um, Jordan, former Wolves and Fulham player who reg- who is regularly seen on BBC and Eurovision. Jordan Graham Norton. He's got it. He's already got it. Oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, and Andy, your question. 
A mix of a well-known British actor who supports Fulham and a striker who had a poor loan spell for Wolves. Hugh Grant Holt. Fuck. Mm. No fucking about there. <laughs> Strange. Oh, in like a flash. I love it. I love it. So that takes us really nicely to one point apiece going into the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker? Unreal. Tiebreaker for the lads. Right. I want you to um, either write your answers on a phone um, for me or, or screen so I can advise. I'll write on the paper. You ready? You, you prepare for this, won't you, George? Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready for your question? Your tiebreaker question? Yeah, I'm typing it on the chat. So you okay. see. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, according to Google Maps, if you were to walk from Craven Cottage to Molyneux, how many miles would you have to walk? That's a puzzled looks here. Okay. Oh, I've got, I've overshot that. Let me. I'll type. Go on, you've got to be committed I'll, to it now. I think I'm walking to fucking Land's End. <laughs> <laughs> He's fell out of his seat. So <laughs> <laughs> well, if you keep on typing any more, how many numbers are in this mileage, George? What? I've only typed one, haven't I? Right, George, we, for, for the so, purpose of it, 277. 277. Seven. Jesus wept. Need those shoes at Forest Gumpad that got him across. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Adam's gone for 145, Andy has gone for 156, and Jordan is wrong. So we're going to go for the correct answer. And taking this week's quiz is Adam with the correct answer of 125. So uh, Adam, you were closest and take today's quiz. So well done. I've neglected to mention I've walked to Fulham many times. Oh, <laughs> that way we're in such uh, an Adonis that's what, shape. That's, that's why I was wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Back to my answer. Right then, guys, well, we'll wrap up then for now. Um, I hope we got you through what was an absolutely terrible performance with at least some insight and, 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 and some something to mull over. Um, let's really hope it's going to be something better for Fulham. Listen, there's plenty of things in our archives that you can listen to that will give you a bit of joy. We've started series two of uh, Hoops' stories from the pack, which has been a great listen so far. So I definitely suggest that you uh, you listen to them. Um, Filmcast has recently come out with an episode about the Damned United, which was a really fun um, recording for me and Andy were on there. Rich and Stu were on there also. There's, there's absolutely loads in the back catalogue to listen to. So have a look. There's something that you'll find for everybody there. Um, so for now, Andy, do you want to say goodbye? See you later. Hope he hasn't been too miserable. <laughs> George, <laughs> want to say goodbye? Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Sorry for cursing. Sorry to Jordan's mum for cursing. Uh, <laughs> and Ad, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Things are going to get better. And from me, take it easy, guys. <laughs>